on Hooray Widow Sees. This is a podcast where our guests and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Ryan. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. I realized I forgot to ask that before we started recording, so <laughs> my bad. That That's all good. It's all good. So, Ryan, who are we going to be talking about today? Okay, we're going to be talking about my boy... Julian, well, his full name is Daniel Julian Fowler, but we'll get into that. Uh, He is my uh, character from uh, Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, which is an actual play podcast uh, set in the Sinnoh region. Okay, okay. Uh, Unless I'm mistaken, this is the one that Tanner runs? Yep. Okay, okay. They are the GM. I edit that podcast, so mm-hmm. whew, it's a uh, it's a doozy. It can be, but yeah. So uh, I admit that I have not listened to a single episode of uh, Adventures in the New Millennium. So would you please uh, kind of set the scene for what what it, what the story is taking place around? Okay, so it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> no. Uh, so the story is basically, thinking about it right now in my head, we are still very early in the story, even though we're like, what are we, 25 episodes in? Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a year now. Uh, and it's basically your standard kind of Pokemon adventure, at least off the hop, where you got three trainers, myself mm-hmm. as Julian, uh, my sister Lindsay as Belle. And uh, our friend Duncan as Gabriel. And, you know, we're just going through the center region and then we get caught up in all sorts of wild shenanigans, evil teams, past friends, now enemies. You know, your standard fare. Okay, okay. I know that you mentioned that it's still relatively early on in the storyline, but would you say what would you say is kind of like the conflict, like in... Ruby and Sapphire, it's the conflict between, like, two different groups of eco-terrorists, and, like, in, uh, and, like, in the original Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games, how it's, like, the conflict between, like, remaking the world. Like, what would you say is kind of, like, the theme to help get the flavor for it? The theme? That's almost hard, because Team Astro's goal, we have yet to really discover what their motive is but from what we're gathering so far is that the main antagonist star who was a former rocket member that bell was a friend of for underlang okay. uh she she is acquiring technology uh like in the battle of warburg city she stole some uh, ancient Pokemon revival tech that revived okay. Julian's Aerodactyl and okay. Belle and Gabriel's fossil Pokemon. You know, some advanced stuff. And then at Barbocella, uh, <laughs> which is Coachella, but Pokemon, because puns, we love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She went to the Logos Foundation. It was kind of like the Aether Foundation. But... Okay. Maybe not evil? Okay. Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, that's fair. 25 episodes in, you don't know yet. <laughs> we don't We don't know anything yet. That's okay. Uh, she 
ripped out some tech from that uh, Logos Foundation building that was connected to, like, the Ultra Beast dimensions and stuff and basically ripped a hole into space-time to continue one. But luckily, the authorities managed to close that off after Zerky Tree shot us with a bolt of lightning and knocked me and gave out real bad. Great. <laughs> so, all we know, she's acquiring stuff and causing a ruckus with her highly incompetent uh, s- staff of teenagers in the worst fashion you can think of okay okay like i'm talking okay maybe this is for some people an aesthetic but like the leggings and like their like galaxies and stuff all star themed because she's just that extra you know galaxy print leggings okay okay i know Lindsay made the joke of them wearing like janko jeans and stuff (laughs) oh boy Drew the ire of Tanner for a second here, but yeah. Yeah, I I, I believe it. <laughs> They're truly evil, if they were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, we don't know everything going on because it's still an ongoing story. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is the theme is we're trying to stop that from happening while having our own personal motives. Okay, okay. Uh, I, that is very good to know. I think I maybe, uh, skipped us a bit too far ahead, <laughs> which is my bad. No, that's uh, okay. So, how about, uh, just an introduction to your character specifically, Julian. Uh, how about, is it Julian or Julian? Julian. Julian, okay. Uh, how about just the basic character introduction for Julian? Okay. <laughs> What's, what was his starter? Uh, his starter is a, uh... Wow, how am I blanking on this? It is a Lydon named Eric after Eric Killmonger from uh, Black Panther. Okay, okay, solid Even choice. Even though he's a tiger. Listen, <laughs> he's a black, it's a black cat. Let's, it's let's it's be, Pokemon, it's you take what you can get. It's all good. Uh, and right now, actually, as like we have a bunch of episodes we've recorded down the road that are, we're reco- we have episodes coming out until like, October, November. Nice, nice. Gotta love having a backlog. Uh, oh yeah, it's super good. Uh, and right now, like his, do you want me to just like go through his team, just like real yeah, quick? Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, this is this is whatever you want to tell us about Julian, so we can kind of get a feeler for how the rest of the episode is going to pan out. Okay, so his team's a little bit all over the place, but like the main theme I kind of went for him is like he wants to be a dark type specialist in uh start his own uh dark type gym in the near future but right now his team consists of eric lennon uh bebop the uh porygon named after bebop from uh uh tmnt okay uh charge plug the uh (laughs) joltic it was a joltic okay cool uh ashley the Ralts, named after Ashley from WarioWare. Also, okay. Charge Plug was just a name I kind of came up with. I don't know why. Probably going to get that changed when we meet the name Raider. Yeah. Uh, okay, this Pokemon actually hasn't evolved yet, but it evolves the next episode, so stay tuned. Okay. Or evolve by the time this episode's come out. Uh, yeah, this Daisy, this the Turtwig. The, uh, the episode that we're recording right now won't come out until the 22nd of July, so you're good. Probably. Oh, yeah, then, then we're definitely good. 
So by the time you've listened to this, uh, Daisy here would have evolved into a Grottle. She was a Turtwig, named after Princess Daisy. Okay, okay. Uh, Kate Sith, the uh, Absol, named after, well, Kate Sith from Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. Uh, Melody, the uh, Chatot, named after Melody from, oh, oh my god, why am I forgetting the reference here? I I have the thing. I'm just going to open it up real quick. It will make things way easier than looking at the character sheet. Mm -hmm. Line effects. There we go. And after Melody Valentine from Gem and the Holograms, that's who. Okay, okay. Uh, Rocksteady the Aerodactyl, named after Rocksteady from TMNT. I really like TMNT, by the way. I I could tell, I could tell. Uh, Pearl the Sableye, my sweet dirt child, who is actually kind of unique. She's a, uh, she's a, a Sinoian, like, version of a Sableye. Okay, so, like, like, like the you know, regional variants, yeah. Yeah, regional variant of, of a Sableye. So instead of being ghost dark, she's rock dark. Okay, okay. And she's named after Pearl from Splatoon because, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's uh two more. Uh Lee the Meditite from, named after Rock Lee from Naruto. Mm-hmm. Some some are bucks the trend there because I have mostly it's named after comic book characters or uh cartoons or video games. So okay, okay. through an anime character, why not? And Jade the Larvitar named after uh Jade from Shadow Raiders. Okay. So that's the team. He's also he also caught betrayed a Pharisee named Cagney. Okay. And also caught a Del- Delmise, but gave that to uh, uh, a ranger, Ranger Jackie, because it was almost sunk a whale lord, and Julian had to be a big, big old hero and stop that. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll probably get into that later. Okay. Uh, first off, though, super real quick. Uh. That is, in case anyone else is keeping track, like, I was, that's more than six Pokemon. <laughs> that's a lot. So, initially, we were, in uh, PTU, we're allowed to keep, like, eight Pokemon on hand, mm-hmm. and then the rest are kind of, like, uh, somewhere else, like like a box or whatever, but we keep them at, a, at Gabriel's Ranch, mainly. But recently, here, pulling back the current a little bit, Darren's like, uh, you know what? Screw that rule. Let's just have everyone with you. And I was like, mm-hmm. we talked about this before. We I thought we were just not gonna. Okay, uh, whatever. Yep. But I still I still keep like some of the Pokemon at the farm. I have none on me, but I don't use uh, Rocksteady because he's a little bit above the level of where I should be able to train him just yet. Okay. Okay. Because, going back a little bit, that uh, tech that uh, Star stole was used to bring back Rocksteady at a higher level than, like, level 5. He was level 25 when I got him, and I'm like, Okay, okay. Whoo, that's, a, that's real strong. I uh, can't train that yet. And I, he actually flew away. I had to go get him. Okay. <laughs> had to, my, well, the group had to go into the Orbit Gate clock. Do all that. We that was a whole episode that you can listen to uh, on Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. Okay. <laughs> Self plug there. 
Uh, but eventually I did get him back and, like, kept him with a gym leader to, like, get reaccustomed back into the world. Because it's new and different. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm... Did y'all decide to make, uh, use of the... There was some there was some kind of thing they used in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee where it was like the like the capsule box or something. It was literally just like, hey, this has all your Pokemon in it. No, I don't think we made use of that. Uh for one, we started this a year ago before Let's Go came out and all that. Yeah. So it's more like the traditional you can throw them in the box, you can send them a way to it, we almost treat like Gabriel's ranch like Professor Oak's uh laboratory in the anime. Mm-hmm. Where like all of Ash's Pokemon are there, okay, and okay. all of all of uh, our Pokemon that aren't in the party are normally over there. Okay, so we've got a pretty good handle now on uh, on Julian's Pokemon team. What about him as a person? What's kind him of his a... like his like box art backstory? So, do you want the creation of Julian first, or like? Just him right now as is. How about the how about the creation and then we can seg into how he is now as a character. Okay, perfect. Because uh, this actually goes into some different stuff. Uh, initially, uh, I want to say about four or five years ago, uh, I just decided, you know, you know what? You know what, Ryan? Let's get creative, you dummy, and make something. What do you like? You love Pokemon, Ryan. Yes, I do. So I decided to make my own like fan made region, okay, uh, based on Germany. Okay. Uh, so I made gym leaders, cities. What would be in those cities? Even made kind of like a multi city battle frontier kind of kind of deal deal okay. called the Stadium Series, but that's a different thing. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and one of those gym leaders was Julian. Uh, okay. who was the gym leader of, uh, Port Mulberry. Because okay, I went okay. back to the whole color naming scheme for the cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his, his gym kind of was based on, like, a, uh, a warehouse converted into a club, because he's a DJ. Okay. And I, I like, there's never been a dark-type gym. The closest there has been has been been uh nanu from uh sun and moon where he was the uh island kahuna was it is that what they're called yes something like that pretty sure yeah basically the big boss of the island yeah he's a big boss of the island basically like that's the closest we've ever gotten to a dark type gym so i was like i like dark types i like them a lot I want to give them their just desserts. And, okay. like, they've been, there's been Elite Fours, but there's never been a gym leader for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, I, I went down that road, and I thought, like, a DJ who does, like, synth wave and stuff would be a kind of a cool idea, because also at that time I was really into games like Hotline Miami and stuff. Okay. So, that whole, like, retro future kind of aesthetic, like, Miami 1980s was really appealing to me, and still is, actually. Okay, okay. So I kind of went down that road. Also, Drive, the Ryan Gosling movie. Okay. Really, really dig that movie. So that was kind of the initial idea of what 
I was going for with Julian was this DJ who plays a lot of synthwave, wears the the Letterman jacket and stuff. Uh, and yeah, just that kind of aesthetic. And then when Sun and Moon came out and uh, a region based on Hawaii uh, became a, a thing that like kind of doubled down because I also really liked uh, Hawaii Five O and stuff. Okay. So I kind of. Because initially, I guess I had Julian as like a European kind of white guy kind of look. And I was like, you know, let's 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 have him be this Alolan, uh, uh, guy from an island who comes over to this place. Okay. Uh, to this German region and works the discotheque and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a cool idea. <clears throat> So when Tanner approached us about doing a campaign, I still had uh, this region in mind. So I decided to adapt Julian into uh, a D and D character, basically tabletop character. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, I started going more into okay, how does he look? How how would he actually look? And what is his history? So I'll send you uh, some of the fan art. Well, some of the art I've uh, had commissioned of him. I'll probably... Uh, we, we don't have much for fan art yet. Uh, fan art, please help. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I wanted him to be... I, I guess I also took a little bit of inspiration from, like, Jason Momoa. Because he was trying to get big at the time. I was like... Yeah, big Hawaiian dude. So I, Julian's tall. He's taller than the rest of the cast. Uh, and uh, God, I don't know how to describe. Yeah. I just, I just love my boy. I don't know how to describe it to the audience. If if I had to guess, I would say that uh, Bell and Daniel, right? I know Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel. Bell and Gabriel look like they're more so like the conventional Pokemon starting age of, you know, like like 11, 12, 13, maybe like that. And Julian looks solidly 16, 17, 18. Well, the funny thing is, Julian's the youngest one of the group. Okay. They're all, they're, well, uh, at the time of the story, Bell and Gabe have already had their birthdays. They're already 18. They're 18, and- okay. Yeah, everyone, everyone's about to be, like, 17, 18. And Julian, he's got that late birthday. He's got that November birthday, so he's okay. 17 right now in the time of the story, but hopefully we'll get to have a birthday episode. <laughs> but also, like, you know those guys in high school who, like, you see them one year in, like, grade 11, and they're just kind of, like, five, they're around the standard height, and then you come back after the summer, and they've shot up. Oh, yeah. That's kind of my idea. It was like, he had a growth spurt and just, like, shot up. At least height-wise. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I am someone who also has a brother in real life, and he pretty much did that. I think it was over the course of, like, a summer or something. There's something in the water that just, boom. Like, eat a mushroom or something. I don't know. I really hope it wasn't a mushroom because then that would be that'd be a bad sign for our water filtration system. But that's <laughs> that's beside the point. So Mario Mario's been just throwing them into the plumbing. Oh gosh, that's gonna be a theory on YouTube in like 
three days. Uh, I already know Matt Pat's listening to this. Okay, well, uh, I, I welcome <laughs> almost all listeners to Wayward. <laughs> Except for Turfs. Turfs are not welcome here. Yeah, no, fuck. Uh, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say what I want to say about it's them. Okay. It's okay, it's okay. I'll get the point across. The The sentiment is there. Yes. So, I guess personality-wise with Julian, he's a little bit like me. A little bit like me. Also, a little bit exaggerated. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I think this has to do with the fact that uh, I've been playing tabletop games for, like, over a decade at this point. Okay. And I've... I've never really given any of my characters that much attention, and he's the first one I was like, you're my guy. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on you. Yeah. And I guess in turn, I kind of put a little bit myself into the character, and also doing a podcast, uh, I, I, I guess that also kind of like bled into it, like... I didn't want to make things too hard on myself, like, give him, like, an accent I couldn't do. So I was like, you know, I'll just do my voice, whatever. Yeah. And in turn, I gave him my own personality just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, crank it up just a little bit because that adds a bit more comedy and gives Tanner more to work with. And also podcast. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Work with what you got. Yeah, I I feel like that's something that isn't, talked about an awful lot within the context of like tabletop rpgs is that as much as it is like about like communal like communal narrative building it's also about being able to act and like put on this role that is usually pretty separate from who you are as a person a lot of the times there's overlap because i mean when someone is creating a character when you are creating a character for yourself a lot of the times people put things into those characters that they see in themselves because then it makes them easier to relate to and stuff, you know. That's probably been talked about on Wayward before, but specifically the acting part isn't something that I don't think has. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think with my next character, I'll try to make it something very different. Kind of like how uh, in uh, uh, Adventure Zone when they did Commitment, how... uh, uh, Travis wanted to make a very different character mm-hmm. from how Magnus was. And... Very terse. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess Julian's personality, I kind of borrow things from other mediums. I really like Trigun, and I really like Nash the Stampede, so he's kind of got a little bit of that going on, where he's he's uh, the, the, the kind of witty, jokey kind of guy. Uh, and he, he likes to have fun at the end of the day. He's a, he's a fun guy to be around. Uh, but, uh, when it comes to Pokemon battles, he gets serious. Okay, he, okay. he doesn't like to lose. He wants to win. Okay. Uh, given that, uh, given that Julian is also, and at this point, is he a DJ or he's an aspiring DJ? Uh, he's a DJ. He's... Well, he's aspiring to be the best out there, but, uh, you know, he's he's alright. I'll say okay. that. He's an alright DJ. He's he's a bit more, he, he's, he's got a musician background, because his parents were, they were gone most of the time. They are both archaeologists, 
So they're out doing stuff at dig sites and stuff. So they wanted their kids to be active. And Julian has two sisters. Uh, his older sister, June, being a uh, ace trainer who, well, if she wants to be a Pokemon champion, she might actually be a Pokemon champion. I don't know. I have to talk to Tanner about that. Okay. Uh, and his younger sister, along with him, did music. Okay. Uh, now, here's where we're going to his name. His full name is Daniel Julian Fowler. And he goes by his middle name. Mm-hmm. That's because... I'm an idiot, and I named his sister Danielle. Okay, okay. <laughs> so my justification was, like, one night at the dinner table, I guess they both referred to them as Danny. He's just like, you know what? I'm sick of this. Just call me Julian. That's why we have the middle name, right? Okay, <laughs> It's a fallback okay. option. And that, that just kind of stuck. You know what? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, get, you name your kids Daniel, Danielle, Danny? Ugh, who do you even call them at that point? Yeah. Uh, the question I was going to ask is, since uh, Julian has a background of working as a DJ and having that music experience, does that affect his, like, battle style in any way? Because I know, like, sometimes in the anime, I think there were... There are times where, like, people would have, like, specific gimmicks they'd work in to their battling style to go along with that. Yeah, that that is a kind of a common thing. I haven't really applied anything like that, but that's given me a good idea. Thank you, Christina. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> uh, he, so the fun thing about uh, Pokemon Tabletop United is that the characters are more than just conduits of throwing the Pokeball out and letting the Pokemon do the battling. They can battle as well if they need so need to. So, Julian being the musician, he's got stuff like Metal Sound, where he'll, like, play something on his laptop as, like, like screws with the Pokemon. Or he'll just straight up sing and put a Pokemon to sleep if he needs okay, to. Okay, okay. Or a person to sleep. That is that is very interesting. I, I admit that I haven't. I had said earlier that I haven't yet listened to any of uh, New Millennium, and I haven't listened to uh, Pokemon World Two United in a while. But so I did not know there was a thing you could do in the course of a tabletop United game. Oh yeah, you can. There is a lot you can do with that game. Uh, you could straight up be basically a monk and like, or a psychic basically, okay. and use psychic-type moves or fighting-type moves. It's really cool, actually. Okay, okay. That is that is very good to know. I'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, I will reveal this one thing. It's coming up in a very later episode, one of our October episodes, but it might be one of my favorite things we've ever done when we're in the sewers and Julian has to... Basically, these Grimers are full. They've been eating so much of this gunk that they're so full and they can't eat anymore. So he's like, what if we do Grimer aerobics? (laughs) Okay. Doing aerobics to get these guys in the mood. He's got a little speaker. He's playing some, uh... Uh, some workout music and just, like, doing aerobics with Grimers okay. to, like, get them to evolve into mucks. It's it's might be one of my favorite things we've ever done. Okay. Uh, so I, I guess... really can't wait for people to listen to that, but, uh... 
I guess everyone uh, tune in in October to see October. how that turns out. <laughs> Hopefully well. It's, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, but yeah, like he likes to use music in unconventional ways. One of the things that me and Tanner do did uh, is uh, DJ battles. So it, it's, it works almost like contests. But, like, it's one-on-one, uh, we, kind of a roll-off uh, between us, see which one of our moves works. Okay. Uh, our Pokemon are involved, they do a move, and the musicians will uh, do a thing to, uh... oh my god, how do I explain this? We explain the episodes. Ugh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Basically, we have it so the Pokemon doesn't move, and the DJ does something to correspond, to get the crowd's appeal. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it works a lot like contests. Yeah. And Julian has a rival. Uh, the uh, Dead Mouse knockoff DJ Secret Kitty, who wears a skitty helmet, and okay. has like, uh, a, like, uh, what, what are those, like, uh bars that have the words that go across you know what i mean yeah I, I know exactly what you're talking about but i don't know what they're called i don't know what they're called either it's basically like a screen and stuff it has little yeah. images and Message stuff display, just yeah. like dead mouse okay. just like dead mouse but dj secret kitty is a jerk and julian has stopped them multiple times uh because they held a concert underground uh and it was so bad because it's, like, the worst, like, like, Skrillex at his worst and okay. stuff. Just garbage electronic music like that. And okay. it was making all the underground Pokemon lose their minds. And they were going rampaging all over the place. And we were like, we need to stop this underground concert. That <laughs> so is, we did. Uh, that's something I never thought I would hear described within the context of a Pokemon game. We've got... Real unconventional stuff going that is on. Perfectly okay. <laughs> like, I like to think of it as less of the Pokemon anime and games, more of the manga Pokemon Adventures. Okay. Where it goes crazy sometimes oh, in that thing. Yes, it does. I I haven't ever read any of the manga specifically, but I've read a lot of stuff about it. And it does it, uh, listeners. It does get pretty crazy. There's probably files that you can read somewhere on the internet. I just mm-hmm. haven't done any mm-hmm. research into it. Yeah, you can find it oh, anywhere. Yeah. You get your illegal podcast. Well, no, not podcast. Illegal manga. Oh no. Or buy an official. I have a couple issues over here. Oh yeah. It's it's really good. It's probably my favorite manga. So, uh, how would you say that Julian has grown just from your creation of him to this point so far, like, 25 or whatever episodes into, uh, New Millennium? Uh, well, the neat thing is, he's still growing. There's still so much. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we're at our third act in the, in the podcast, but we still, it feels like we still have a long way to go. And I still feel like I have a lot to learn about Julian 
And there's a lot of stuff I've already created for him that has yet to even be revealed in-game. Like, where we are, uh, it, the players, has yet to be revealed a couple things about him that, right now, I can't even talk about because okay. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, I respect that. Uh, But, like, I don't know everything about him just yet. I don't know uh, how... Because right now... His main goal, besides becoming, like, the best DJ or opening up his own uh, club slash gym kind of thing, but that's, like, all near future stuff. His main goal right now uh, is to find his parents because they went on an expedition. And it was up far north, like, past Snowpoint City, and he hasn't heard from them in over a year now. Okay. So, he wants to find them. Mm -hmm. And he he's not the type of person to just mope and give up on them. No, he's going to do everything in his power to find his parents. Because he knows that they're out there. They're not dead, they're out there. I know for a fact of that. So, he, I already know, he's the kind of person who's not willing to give up on his goals. Okay. He has a lot of conviction in that sense. And he, uh, well, he's already had multiple encounters with Team Astro, and, well, he makes, a, him and Bell make a lot of fun out of them, because they, they tend to be very incompetent. Uh, he's yeah. seen them at their worst. They tried to, well, they attacked them while they were on a whale lord ship that was already under siege by Adelmise. Okay. And he's he's definitely not thinking of them very highly and they almost attacked a little girl he was trying to help catch a Pokemon for so that put him like no that ain't good. Okay. He, he's he's gonna he's gonna fight and, and even when he got knocked down he's like get right back up and just keep fighting. Never stop fighting. That's really good. That that made me think of a question. Um, since you are in this podcast and this actual play campaign with Lindsay, your real-life sister, but you two are not playing siblings mm -mm. in the game, how would you say that that is has, like, affected the way that you play the game or that the two of you interact within the context of Pokemon Millennium? Uh, well, it's, it's like a smaller form of how, like, the McElroy brothers work, where I've known Lindsay literally my entire life, so I know how to play off of her, uh, and so sometimes I have to push that, push both of them to, like, hey, do things, do things, <laughs> Because I already have that acting background in me and stuff. I excelled at drama and stuff. And, you know, this is all kind of new to them. So I, I'm trying to help them, like, break out of your shell and be vulnerable sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's a it's a and d campaign. You don't be free. You can do whatever you want. You don't need to overthink everything. Just, mm -hmm. if you have an idea, go do it. If you can roll for it, you can do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I guess in terms of, uh, playing off of each other, uh, 
like especially uh, a certain moment when we were in uh uh no, i almost said future city no jubilife okay uh we were on a ghost tour in there and we found a couple team astro grunts that we had fought previously and they're just bumbling around mm-hmm. and we like like they're like <laughs> we almost come across as bullies for a minute there but i mean they're an evil criminal syndicate and we're a bunch of dumb teenagers mm-hmm. so we're kind of Pokemon. more in the right yeah so like i already had lee like punch it punch the guy in the face and like they're like oh you guys are so mean and we're both just laughing at them mm-hmm. so like uh Oh. We're we're like as I said before, we're good at playing off of each other, our strengths, our weaknesses, mm-hmm. and it it does it, it like I've only played with her on tabletop stuff very rarely because well, uh, she's been busy. She's been a very busy person, so not very many chances to yeah. work with her on stuff like that. So yeah, I relish the opportunity to work with her every time. Aww. Okay, what are some of your favorite plot things so far that you could talk about that have happened with Julian? So I've talked about this a couple times already, but uh, when we were going towards Pal Park, we were on a Whale Lord ferry. And I saw a little girl who was had a Pokeball in her hand. Now, she wanted to catch a Pokemon with a Pokeball. I was like, I'll help you. Uh, but we need a fishing rod. And we got a fishing rod. And I cast out there. And I failed a couple times. And then I rolled a one. <laughs> okay. And I got a catch. And it was a Delmise. Okay. Something that... Gave Tanner an idea when they read its Pokedex entry, it said, it can sink a whale lord. Oh. They're like, oh. oh, no. So guess what happens? It starts attacking, and then Team Astro shows up on their own ship. Okay. <laughs> their own pirate ship. Because, again, they're that extra. Mm-hmm. So, then there's a straight up war happening on this ship we're trying to get passengers off bell literally becomes a sword master because uh uh honed edge the sword pokemon has a trait which they uh they become a living weapon and she and sigurd attaches itself to bell okay and they fight a dude with a trident okay (laughs) whose name is deckard i remember Okay. And she ends up beating him, like, cuts his leg pretty bad. And she tosses me over the trident. (laughs) And at this point, the ship is going down, people are being evacuated, and Julian has the great idea of, well, I'm gonna try and catch the Delmise so that its chains that are wrapping around the Whale Lord will suddenly all disappear into the Pokeball. And then hopefully throw that Pokemon ball down in the water and sink it at the bottom of the sea, which is kind of messed up when I think about it now. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. That's kind of dark, right? Uh, so he swan dives 
off of this whale lord, like okay. a like a graceful swana dives into the water. And there's also like a straight up like turf war between jello uh Jealous the, and Tentacruel? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly, actually. And uh he swims down to the bottom and he can't like pry the Delmise off of the uh off of the sh- off of the whale lord with the with the trident, so he says, "Screw it," and just jams the pokeball into the Delmise's like kelpy body, okay. and catches it, and then attempts to throw it down. But the pokeball has that return mechanic, so it starts flowing back at him. Okay. And then because the whale lord was sinking, now all of that weight is taken off, and it's like jets itself back up. So the water pressure like brings like slams Julian into the uh into the uh the whale lord and like shoots him out of the water. Okay. <laughs> but he caught the Delmise, saved the day. Okay. Like a like a real uh, he also fought a mech. <laughs> like like a drill mech. I'm talking the Gurren Logan thing. <laughs> okay. Well, this was more his Pokemon had to fight that thing when uh, Team Astro attacked Orbrick City. Okay. Uh, and uh, basically, he ends up actually throwing his Doltic at it all the way behind it so that it would go to its power pack battery area. And because Joltik, uh, they like siphon electricity out of like wires and batteries and stuff. That's what uh, Charge did, and she, like, latches herself on and then basically power surges the thing. Okay. Knocks out its power. Okay. And, uh, meanwhile, his Larvitar Jade, uh, has, like, a stranglehold on the driver, like, bit its head and just, like, dra- drags it out of the okay. mech. Okay. Yeah, it, it got a little wild there. I, I can tell. And I am very glad that uh, the game I'm in, the Tanner, is running as Power Rangers, where that kind of a thing is not out of the ordinary. Exactly. <laughs> like, do you remember uh, Lightspeed Rescue and the Sixth Ranger in there? I've never seen a single episode of Lightspeed Rescue. Okay. Okay. Well, the, the Lightspeed Rescue, the Titanium Ranger, his name is Ryan Mitchell. Yes. <laughs> it me. I didn't pick up on that when I was a kid. I don't know how I didn't. <laughs> it's amazing. You're probably like, ooh, look at the explosions. Yeah, kind of, yeah. At, look at all the cool things these people are doing, not as much what their names are. I know. I knew his name was Ryan, and he was my favorite because of that. I didn't realize his last name was Mitchell. That nice, was nice. later on. <laughs> I need to go to a Power Rangers convention and cosplay the Titanium Rangers. Like, hi, my name is Ryan Mitchell. Like, yeah, yeah, like, no, for real. <laughs> Pull yeah, up the driver's my, license. Here's my ID. See, here's my con badge. It says Ryan Mitchell on it. it says right there. Uh, and there's one more moment. Uh, I'll talk about. And it's not like an actiony moment. It's actually probably my best bit of acting I've ever done. So far. So far, I think I got a lot more to go. Uh, and it was after our first gym battle with Indy. And because Indy's an archaeologist, she, uh, she probably would have known Julian's parents. Mm-hmm. So he asked 
uh, them a couple questions. Uh, and it kind of goes into this heartfelt uh, speech about how, like, it's not only Julian's parents that are missing, it's also uh, Rourke's dad uh, is also missing. Uh, what was Byron? his name for? Byron, yeah. And uh, during, well, like, while uh, listening to Tanner, like, talk about, like, how uh, Julian's parents are missing, I'm, like, welling up. Aww. I'm tearing up a little bit. And I'm, like, in, in my head, I'm, like, oh, this is good. This is real good. Get the crocodile tears going, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and feel, like, kind of choke up a little bit. And, like, uh, you... It's uh, it's a pretty emotional scene because like, he he's thinking back to all the good times he's had with his parents and how much he loves his family, mm-hmm. and how much he wants to get them back, but yep. not just for him, for his sisters too. Mm-hmm. So it it felt I I made it kind of personal for myself. Like it's a personal goal to get Julian's parents back. Ah. Now let's see if Tanner, like, crushes my dreams. Oh, yeah! It'll be great! I, I, I mean, I hope not. I, I do not think that Tanner <laughs> is that kind of GM. They're definitely not that kind of GM. Uh, they know what they're doing. They, good. They, they've got an idea. Good, good, good. Okay, so do you have anything that you would like to add, uh, or maybe that we missed out on before we uh, before we go into the final question? Uh, hmm. I had show notes, and I should have used them. I probably yeah. Uh, I guess with the latest episode, which was kind of the end of Barbocella, and we were in the hospital because we just got hit by a lightning by a god basically from another dimension mm-hmm. uh we got grilled uh by one of our uh allies a uh, member of interpol uh named detective damien okay and yeah he basically grills you like you guys are teenagers what are you doing you shouldn't be trying to get in try and stop these things that are well above your pay grade basically mm-hmm. uh and it, it brought out a kind of a different side in Julian that he's pissed off that he's being grilled be- from this guy who wasn't even there. Yeah. Who, like, he is definitely, like, bitter about how we have been in multiple encounters with uh, Team Astro. Where have you been? You guys are the police. You're Interpol. What are yeah. you doing? So it kind of shows a little bit of that anti-authority, uh, rebellious a- attitude he's got of just, like, <laughs> when Damien is like, you should have run away from the Zerky tree, not run to it. It's like, you almost got yourself killed. He's like, yeah, and? Whatever. I would have run to it anyways. <laughs> my sister was there. I'm not going to let my sister get hurt. Because teens. Because we are teens. We know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We can stop anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If a 10-year-old can take down Team Rocket, a 17-year-old can take on a god, basically. 
okay, I guess that tracks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I really can't think of anything else because, well, the, the rest of Julian's stuff is up and coming. Uh, and I still have so much left to learn about him. So I guess we'll go into that final question. Okay. So in that case then, Ryan, your final question is, why do you love Julian so much? Well, he's my boy. He's my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Julian's the kind of person I want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Who's got that positive attitude. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He knows right from wrong. Uh, and he, he just wants to be the best. He wants to see the best out of everyone. And he, like, even for Team Astro's faults, he knows a lot of them are just, you know, they're wrapped up in this harebrained scheme from this legitimately crazy person. That they're as much of victims as the people who are affected by, uh what team astro does and he he wants to stop team astro from hurting them these kids basically and yeah he like i we still got a long way to go i still have a lot to like i don't know how julian feels about himself for certain things like i didn't i don't put a lot of stock in like romance and stuff and all that like Maybe that's the asexuality in me, where I just kind of don't care. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. Maybe Julian Julian has his own things. Maybe, like, maybe he's gay. Maybe, he, like, I don't know. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. There's so much about him that I don't know yet that I'll only discover by playing him. So I'm really looking forward to playing him for a long long time depending on how long tanner wants to keep uh this campaign going (laughs) depending on how long tanner wants to try and corral uh three people playing teams it's we we were supposed to have a session yesterday uh the 22nd uh today's the 23rd of june uh just gonna timestamp this (laughs) and me and Lizzie were good to go, but D- Tanner and Duncan were not. Their schedules Aww. did not mix. But I think we're going to have a session on Monday, so. Nice. Should be good. Should be good. Good. Wrap up current story arc, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, that uh, that was my, like I said, that was the last question. So, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on the show today. <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to coming on here, and heck, I even listened to a bunch of episodes like in the couple weeks beforehand. So, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed them. That is nice to hear. They're great. It's good stuff. Keep keep doing what you do. Well, thank you. Uh, so, what would you like to promote? Do you have anything on the internet? Where do you want to be found? Do I have things on the internet? I know the answer is yes. Just what <laughs> yes. do you want to talk yeah. about? Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vagabond Haunted. I just recently changed that to a thing I like, actually, instead of uh, what it was before. Uh, I run a billion podcasts <laughs> on the Super Fun Network. You can follow that at RealSFN on Twitter. Uh, 
and if you want to listen to more Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium mm-hmm. and learn more about Julian, you can start with episode one. It's uh, you find it on pretty much anywhere you get podcasts from Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Play to Stitcher to wherever you could probably find it at this point. Uh, and that is Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. The Home for Weirdo Seas is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, Stitcher, and at this point, probably other places where you can listen to podcasts. Uh, the theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. And if you would like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. And you can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. And uh, since this episode is going to be coming out in July, uh, at this point, uh, I am currently uh, accepting submissions or taking notes or whatever. If you or someone that you know has someone that is interested in being on Wayward, please send me an email, send me a tweet, uh, because I, at this point, I am currently looking into scheduling stuff for the next couple of months, so if you or someone you know wants to talk about a character in the show, uh, drop me a line, and I would very much so prefer that you send that to the Wayward account. Uh, Those public DMs are open. Uh, or sending an email to the Wayward email, because uh, that way I can make sure that I keep track of everything and it doesn't get lost in like my personal Twitter messages or whatever. <laughs> uh, and, of course, because this is a podcast, it is always incredibly helpful if you can subscribe and rate on your listening platform of choice, and maybe even leave a review, because that helps us to find more guests and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Weirdo Seas, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. I just realized I should also change my chair because this thing squeaks like a... Can't say that word. I'm just going to grab a different chair real quick. It's okay. Go for it. Uh, Ryan has thrown his chair onto his bed. Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Cyx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it memorized? memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs>